The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. First of all, I just want to I want to thank uh, Bruce Markison for filling in for you and I um, yes. last week. It was really terrific of him. He did a great job. Some really cool guests he had on last week with the JFK assassination. Um, some really really neat stuff. Um, but but I but as I sit down here in the studio and all of a sudden I've got like. Like black on my hands. I don't know what the heck was going on in here. You I, might not want to ask. I just, it's like my hands all ink covered, and I didn't touch anything out of the ordinary. So I'm, I would have to ask Bruce what the heck he was doing in here. Yeah, you probably don't want to know. Yeah, it's probably true. I probably don't want to know. But it's good to be back anyway. I mean, I, I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. And it's it's funny. Well, yeah, of course, I was off for a little while because of my, my father passing. Right. And then... And we had this hiatus set up, and it's like, geez, I feel like I haven't been here <laughs> at all. I know. I mean, you, you know what it's like. We we take, like, if we have two days, if it's a holiday, we happen to have a day, it seems like forever. And now we go, you know, this extended period. It really, really seems strange. But it really does feel good to be back. It's so nice to see, um, you know, everybody get, getting back into the swing of this. I know we've got Christmas coming up, too, which is going to put a little bit of a break in there, too. But Well, and you spent some time in Florida, and I would love to tell you a nice tan, but you never get out in the sun. Well, I'll tell you what, there was no sun this this time around it, it rained saw, saw it rained that. almost the whole time but it was okay you know what i went i just wanted to do nothing and that's exactly what i did and i sent you a picture i had a rum runner in my hand for a little while you even and, had one for me that yeah. was awesome <laughs> so it was nice to do that but it is it is good uh, it is good to be back for sure absolutely hey if you haven't yet make sure you head over to facebook.com slash beyond reality radio like the facebook page for us then head to beyond reality radio.com where you can find all the stations we are in across the country you can download the smartphone apps and so much more. You can also subscribe to the show, and uh, you know, and the apps allow you to listen to it live, catch past shows, uh, join the online chat, and more. So make sure you check that out. If you do download the show from iTunes, just take two seconds of your time and rate it for us. It helps push it forward and just helps us get the word out on it. Yeah, and tonight we're going to be talking about a topic that comes up pretty often on the show in different forms, though. Uh, Out-of-body experiences are one of the most interesting and unique experiences in the paranormal world. And we often talk about them in terms of like a near-death experience or something like that. But William Bowman is going to chat with us. He's written uh, books about how you can actually have controlled and self-induced out-of-body experiences and how they can benefit the way you live now and what happens to you after you uh, leave this world. And I'll be honest, they've always scared me. Uh, just leaving your body. I don't know. What do you think of that? I, uh, You know, I, I guess until you actually, it happens to you, and I know that we've had people on the show that have had that experience themselves, and you know, because we say it every time, when they when they have that experience and they come back, they're changed, not just from a personality standpoint, but other sensitivities open up in their lives and things just change. So, yeah, it's a little bit scary, but it's also very intriguing. Well, and also it's funny when you say the change part, um, a lot of people who are just mean people in their lives after they've had that sort of experience, they become somebody totally different. They become more of a loving, peaceful yeah. individual. Yeah. And uh, so I guess there's a really big positive side to that. Yeah, I, it does change people, and it changes them significantly. So William will be talking about his books. He's written several on the subject, plus he teaches some courses on how people can have their own controlled out-of-body experiences and how that can lead to bettering your life. Plus, we have some pretty cool stuff coming up. 
We do. Tomorrow night, we've got our good friend, Jeff Belanger. We'll be discussing uh, Krampus and other Christmas folklore, which we'd love to do. I mean, it, as of right now, Jim, it's one week till Christmas. It's crazy. And this, this conversation with Jeff Belanger has become a tradition for us around holiday time. It has. It, it has. And it's it's always fun to have Jeff on. He's just he's a great guy, very knowledgeable and uh, just fun. To, to talk with. And then we've also got Deborah Hausman, psychic medium. We'll be discussing her gift as a psychic medium and messenger to spirits. And uh should be interesting. Yeah, I've had actually people I'm trying to remember when we had Deborah on last. It had to be a year and a half or so. Um at least a year, but I think it was even longer than that. And um actually very recently I had some people contact me asking when we would have Deborah on again because when she was on last time they ended up contacting her for us a private reading and it changed their lives so um, I'm excited to have Deborah back that's awesome it have you watched uh, you got away you got away to Florida but have you watched some of the news I mean like this uh, robot that was everybody was mind <laughs> no, blown about no. in in Russia and it just came out that it was really a guy in the suit no way it was like a Japanese yeah. movie like one of those Japanese movies from the 60s like a guy in a rubber yeah, suit this kind was of thing? really a guy in a suit <laughs> no that way was, yeah I mean, they had this robot it was on stage over there and they were really promoting it as wow look at look at what Russia's been able to accomplish oh my God. and what they've been able to accomplish is shoving a guy in a, in a robotic suit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that came out. I mean, I figured you would have caught that one. I didn't see that. Um, you know, it's funny though because uh, you know Russia and the Soviet Union back in the military or the Cold War days uh, was known for creating like cardboard tanks to make it look like they had more. So uh, North Korea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's nothing surprised me. They think they can get away with that. Well, and with that, there's been a bunch of stories that have come out recently, and one is about AI soldiers that are in development. We know that. Um, and one scientist is talking about their moral compass and how he expects eventually that AI, they'll defy orders. Um, and it's ex-cybergenics engineer Dr. Ian Pearson predicts we are veering towards a future of conscious machines. But if robots are thrust into action by military power, uh, the futurologist warns that they will be capable of conjuring up their own moral viewpoint. And if they do... The ex-rocket scientist claims that they may turn against the very people sending them out to battle. Uh, Dr. Pearson, who blogs for Futurism, uh, told Daily Star Online, as AI continues to develop and as we head down the road towards consciousness, and it isn't, it, it isn't going to be an overnight thing, but we're gradually making computers more and more sophisticated. At some point, you're going to give them access to moral education so they can learn moral morals themselves. You can give them reason, uh, reasoning capabilities, and they might come up with a different moral code, which puts them on a higher pedestal than the humans they are supposed to be serving. And uh, what did you just put on your face? <laughs> you, you, you have no moral compass. That's what it is. If I know, I know this is radio, and it's tough for you guys to to even understand. But Jimmy just put glass, what Christmas tree glasses on his face. I'm feeling very festive right now. I'm feeling very. I have the holiday have you been drinking. Yeah, no. Maybe, you, you didn't have anything before the show, right? Nothing, not a drop. No. Oh my God, is the rum runner still in your system, uh, working its way out? I don't know. Maybe, maybe these these were actually a gift from one of our listeners. They, yep. Thank you very much to them, but they probably should have stayed in the box. I think they're cute. Anyway, I'm not, I can't wear them for long because they're kind of small for my big head, but that's all right. But anyway, so the whole thing about the uh, the moral uh, the moral uh, compass thing, it we've talked about that on this show before. Where these machines once once they get that, what when does it come to a point where they sit there and say, 
I'm not going to go in and take a chance of losing myself to take out somebody that you want me to. Well, this has been the whole debate regarding the uh, progress with artificial intelligence is at what point does it become self-aware and self-guiding and and the the uh, what do you call it? The servants become the masters and. Well, we just had the situation where uh, Google had created that whole AI system that they had to take offline because it started writing codes in a different language than Google could understand to communicate with other machines that could decipher its language. And that becomes scary when it's trying to write information and not allow us to see it or understand it. It's writing private information, private notes to other computers. It is scary, and and these are the things that uh, Stephen Hawking uh, warned us about, and uh, many other Elon Musk has warned us about about these things. And these are, you know, some of our best thinkers, or in, in the case of uh, Stephen Hawking, was, um, and they are all all saying the same thing. This is a, this is a dangerous path we're headed down. How long before we get to Skynet? Uh, exactly. By the looks of it, not too far. It, we're not that far away. Not that far away. So. On that note, now that we've terrified everybody, let's uh, <laughs> we'll take a break, and uh, we will get our guest, William Bullman, on. You're listening to Jason JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products, and all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark, because you deserve to save too. Become a shark and save. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio with Jason and JV. It's great to have everyone along with us tonight. We've got a great conversation. This is a topic that fascinates us on the program here and fascinates many people around the world. Out-of-body experiences, um, we've had a lot of folks on the show that have experienced these phenomena, and it cha- it's a life-changing event for everyone who seems to uh, go through that. It's a real wake-up call. It, it's a wake-up call, and it also changes your perception of the world around you, not just what your five senses pick up, but what these other senses that we have that seem to be more um, spiritual or uh, you know psychic in, in one form or another. And it heightens these experiences. a lot to this. And our guest tonight, William Bullman, has written a book called Higher Self Now, among some other books that he's written. By the way, his website is Astral info.org and we're going to have this conversation tonight william welcome to beyond reality radio it's great to have you here hello it's a pleasure to be here yeah thanks for coming on william so to get this conversation started let's have a a definition of what an out-of-body experience actually is Uh, essentially it's a separation of consciousness from the body for a brief period of time And I'd like to add that it's different from a near-death experience because it doesn't necessarily involve uh, trauma or the temporary uh, death of the biological body. And that's an important distinction. In fact, it's one of the questions I had. What were the differences? Would every uh, 
I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how to ask this and, and use the terms properly, but um, when people have a near-death experience, the type that we've heard of where they're floating above their body and they're watching, say, doctors work on their body in an emergency room or whatever it happens to be, or they're moving towards a light uh, that's at an end of a, t- of a tunnel, is that an out-of-body experience in itself? Yes, uh, an out-of-body experience is uh, an essential element of the near-death experience. Because, obviously, when you die, you leave your body. But it's important distinction to be made that you, unfortunately, in our society, many people, because of the popularity of of near-death experiences over the last 25 years, many people equate the two as one. And uh, that's why it's a very important distinction that that out-of-body experiences can be self-initiated without any trauma at all and without any kind of physical, um, let's just say, uh, issues attached to it. So to have that classical definition of a near-death experience where we, you know, floating above the body, that kind of thing, that requires an out-of-body experience. But the reverse isn't true. An out-of-body experience does not require a near-death experience. Yes, absolutely. That's, That's very accurate. Now, in an out-of-body experience, though, are you still uh, dealing with the same thing, floating above your body? Or I, I know that I've talked to different people about out-of-body experiences. Some are floating. Some are just walking as if they were they, they were still in their body. Some are floating uh, you know, around as if like their legs aren't really there. They're just able to float from here to there. Well, it manifests in a lot of different ways for different people. Uh, it's it's almost um, any number of, uh, for instance, we have multiple energy bodies. You know, we're much more complicated than body, mind, spirit. And when you have an out-of-body experience, you're shifting your consciousness to another non-physical energy body. And the attributes that you have is really tied to your state of consciousness. So people experience it in all different ways. Some people experience just a point of consciousness, but most people will experience a very physical-like sensation. It's like they still have a body, because that's what we're used to. We identify with our bodies, and we identify with three-dimensional forms, so we maintain that perception of ourselves. But it's a wide gamut of uh, different kinds of perceptions that are available. And at what point did this topic become of interest to you, to the point where you research and write about it? Uh, Well, back in, well, 45 years ago, um, I I had no knowledge of this topic. I was in college at the time, and a friend of mine had a spontaneous out-of-body experience. Uh, We were both... uh, in college, and uh, and he was neither of us were believers. We never even heard of the thing, and it and it changed him. One experience changed him dramatically, and we started talking about it and talking about it. And, and I wanted to experience what he experienced. We were childhood friends. We grew up together all the way through, you know, from elementary school to college. And I I figured if he can do it, why can't I? So I did some research and found that there are techniques that can self-initiate the experience. So I found a technique, which I've been teaching for decades, called the target technique. And I did the technique to self-initiate, 
And it took some determination and perseverance, but 24 days I did the technique as I'm falling asleep. And on the 24th day, uh, I had my first out-of-body, fully conscious out-of-body experience. And it was, uh, I, I actually was laying on my side and I reached out my hand and my hand entered the wall. And that's when it hit me. Oh, my God, I did it. And, you know, I'm thinking logically and rationally. And the next thing I knew, I thought of standing, and I'm standing by the foot of my bed. And that was a total wake-up call. And what's even more shocking is that I noticed after I got centered is that there was a, someone was watching me that was obviously not a physical person. And uh, that was totally shocked me because I, I knew nothing about this, this subject matter. And I snapped back to my body. So that brief experience was a, my first one. It was a, it was a big life changer for me because it confirmed that it was real and that we have the ability to self-initiate. Yeah, and, and it also it becomes, a, it becomes a scary there situation. These other dimensions or whatever you want to Back then, I didn't think of it in that term. Yeah, and we're talking about out-of-body experiences. William has written a book, many actually, but his newest one is called Higher Self Now. His website is astralinfo.org. You should check that out. Um, William, I want to ask you about that uh, initial experience. You said your friend had an out-of-body experience, which changed him significantly. I want to talk about the changes that you saw in him that made you, because it obviously piqued your interest, but also what caused his out-of-body experience? Well, I, I found out uh, over the many years that the spontaneous experiences are very common. Um, we have a tendency to fixate on uh, self-initiating and other kinds of experiences, but for some unknown reason, people, many, many millions of people have spontaneous out-of-body experiences, uh, often in, uh, when they're falling asleep or when they're about to wake up. There's any number of reasons for it. Uh, and it's uh, quite common. I, I, I received uh, many, many hundreds of letters from people that share this type of experience. William, let me ask you this, though, and I know that I've been told numerous times by, by people who've had out-of-body experiences that some of them actually, not that I want to promote the use of marijuana or anything, but some of them actually, a lot of them have experiences while they're using marijuana. Do you think that that opens up the door to, to make that easier for them? I think it's possible. Um, as you as you know, I teach people how to self-initiate uh, without any kind of substances. But yes, I, I hear it's commonly I hear that people have out-of-body experiences from um, not only marijuana but other DMT from other DMT, for instance, ayahuasca, uh, San Pedro, and other uh, natural type substances that are that shaman use, for instance. Are will commonly is known to initiate out of body experiences. In other words, DMT, um, any kind of natural DMT product can also, um, in, let's just say, initiate something. But I like to stress that it's not necessary. Uh, many people feel you you need something like that, but 
uh, as you know, I teach a, teach a six-day workshop at the Monroe Institute where I teach people how to initiate this perfectly natural, because it's a natural skill. I mean, it's, it's a natural ability we all possess because we're not physical. We're only temporarily using a biological body for a fixed period of time, and then we go back to our, what many people would perceive our more natural state, which is non-physical. Well, now let me ask so, you this, though. When you when you were telling us about your experience earlier, uh, your first experience, you said that you were standing at, at the end of your bed and you realized that there was somebody there staring, uh, looking back at you. Now, yeah, yes, there was. And uh, I found out later that now I feel that that was a guide of some kind that was just assisting me. That's, uh, but most people, everybody's different in what they perceive. That's, that's what I like to really get across. There is no this is it. Um, it can manifest and be perceived in all kinds of ways for different people. Uh, and some people do encounter non-physical beings. Uh, like later in life I encountered, I've had face-to-face -face conversations with my dead mother and my dead uncle during out-of-body experiences. So that's one of the big benefits of this. You know, everybody's going nowadays, millions of people go to psychics to get some kind of information. You know, we, we naturally have the ability to, to communicate face-to-face -face with non-physical beings. Or, or, you know, they're just people. They're just vibrating differently than we are after death. Uh, but very few people in our society are aware of this, so they become dependent on these mediums to uh, be an intermediary so they can communicate with loved ones. Okay. Well, and now when you had your first experience and you saw that person, you said you snapped back to your body. Was it because your initial reaction was of fear at somebody else standing there? It, it was shock. I, I can't say it was fear. It was shock because I wasn't expecting anyone to be standing there observing me. And that's what they were doing. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't a threatening thing at all. They were just, standing uh, at the very edge of or even beyond the physical edge of the room and uh, just kind of seeing my progress, I think, for lack of a better word. You know, how, how am I doing in my, because I obviously was pretty determined and uh, to accomplish an out-of-body experience back, this is back in 73, by the way. And I, we all, I think everyone has some kind of a guide or helper in their lives that's non-physical to some degree. It's, it's, it, and I think that's a perfect time that a guide might be, let's just say, in the wings somewhere. William, you said that the, this first experience, it took you, did you say 24 days to get there? Yes. It took me 24 days of doing a, a technique that takes about um, 20 minutes to do. So, you did so the... it's not a difficult thing to do at all. So you did this for 20 minutes a day for 24 days, and you eventually had this initial out-of-body experience, which seemed to be, based on your description, rather brief. What happened after yeah. that? You obviously got better at it uh, and, and were able to control it. What, what, uh, what did oh. you do to, to increase your ability to control these experiences? Well, it was a learning curve. Um, remember in the 70s, well, you may not, but in the 70s, there was a, not a lot of good information available, and I had a steep learning curve, uh, and I became obsessed with it. I, it just, I just, it, 
my entire state of consciousness, my it just I, my mind exploded with the possibilities of this, and my my paradigm of reality changed. And I began to do this every day. I began to explore it. I was doing this technique every single day, initiating experience after experience over a period of, you know, the first two years especially were incredibly a learning curve. And you learn through trial, at least I learn. Now there's more, you know, I've written four books about how to control this experience, how to prolong it. You know, but back in the early 70s, this type of guidance wasn't available. So I had a pretty steep learning curve for the first, uh, actually for the first five years, where I had to just learn from trial and error how to control, how to, in other words, the rules of non-physical reality, how to function in a non-physical reality. Because there is no, people forget, there's no air, there's no gravity, none of the rules of that we're accustomed to are no longer apply. You have to learn a whole new set of reality dynamics. And then you have to function how to... It's almost like when you, for many people, it's almost like an infant getting out of the crib and you have to learn to walk. Well, and also you now, mo- the, you're moving more at the, the speed of thought. Yes, yeah, you're, at you're absolutely. And that is so you have to learn to control your thoughts. It's incredibly important to control your thoughts. For instance, a random thought of your body, and you snap back to your body. But you also have to control your, let's just say, any thought. You can no longer be sloppy in the thoughts you're projecting. I found out that quite quickly. Well, I mean, if you, if you started thinking of a different country or something, would would you end up there? And then how do you get yourself back? Well, I guess just thinking about your, your body again, right? Yeah, so you just think of your body. It's not a problem. Uh, I know people are still concerned. Getting back is the easiest thing in the world. You just think of your body and you're, you're back. And the hard part is to maintain your focus of attention away from your body. What I, I learned to do very quickly is I, I become absorbed in the new reality, whatever it is, and I, don't, I, I just forget my physical body exists. And that's a, that's a good starting point for control. So you can begin to uh, prolong the experience and get the most out of it. Begin, In other words, become an active explorer. Okay. Because most people's experiences are brief because they don't have control. Well, let me ask you this, though. During out-of-body experiences, I, I understand your body's lying down, but your consciousness is is up and doing its own thing. Now, when you're asleep, you're you're resting. You're resting your, your body, your conscious uh, mind, everything. So are you still getting good sleep if you're doing out-of-body experience, or should you uh, just add more time onto your night uh, so you can do this and then still get good sleep? I, that was never a problem for me. I always felt quite energized after an out-of-body okay. experience because, because it was very exciting. I mean, it, you feel like Christopher Columbus or, uh, you know, a starship. I don't know how even to compare it, but you, you get very uh, fired up. I, I always did. because, And then it, the first thing I always did was journal because you can have incredible experiences that are difficult to explain to the average person. I mean, we're, we're talking about experiences that are pretty mind-blowing. 
that are um, that are you can't you just can't walk up to somebody and share this stuff because they'll they'll think you're you know in the loony bin or something. Uh, and yet, you know, the vast majority. What I found out very quickly is that the universe is multidimensional, and that the physical world is just a thin epidermis layer of the universe. And when you leave your body, you're entering into first the substructure of matter that, and then as you prolong your experiences, you begin to go deeper and deeper in, into the, let's just say, towards the, the source or the core of reality itself. And it gets incredibly mind-blowingly exciting beyond anything that my words can't even convey how exciting this can be. You're looking at the, you know, you're examining the, the, the core source of all physical manifestation and reality. I mean, because everything begins on the inside, non-physical, and works its way out into the dense crust, which is the physical world. So you begin to experience things very rapidly and very quickly. For instance, you see thought forms. You see the manifestation of form before it becomes physical. You see the beginnings of reality on the physical world, among other things. But more importantly, you see aspects of yourself. You experience this multidimensional aspect of yourself, and it's and it's quite uh, it's it's a it's a mind expanding experience. William, we're going to take a break, and we're going to continue the conversation on the other side of the break. We have so much more to talk about. Yes, we do. And we'll be opening up the phones next hour at 844-687-7669. You're listening to Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. Our guest tonight, William Bowman, he's written several books on the topic. His most recent, his newest book, is called Higher Self Now. You can get information about all his work at astralinfo.org. And, uh, William, this is a bit of a shorter segment, but I wanted to clarify something here. Because as you described out-of-body experiences and the things that um, someone, or uh, I say someone, but their essence goes through during this out-of-body experience, sometimes... Um, people would descri- describe dreams the same way. How, how do we differentiate between a dream and an out-of-body experience? Well, that's a good question. I'm also a, dr- a lucid dreamer, and for me, it's a radical difference when you're in the experience. It's a difference between uh, being a quarterback in a, in a game and or watching a quarterback in the game from a state of consciousness perspective. And, an, and another um, perspective, for most people, when they haven't had a body experience and they separate and they're in their etheric body, which most people are, their first energy body, they experience an almost exact duplicate of the physical world. Dreams are generally very um, surreal and changing and very colorful, and uh, it could be anything. You know, it's, it, but and most people's out-of-body experiences are guttural, real, 3D reality that's almost identical to the physical world. And it's uh, shocking. When you experience it, it's quite dramatic. At least it always is for me, uh, the difference between the two. But there is spectrums of consciousness. So, and I write about this in my first book, Adventures Beyond the Body, about, you know, there are... 
there's a spectrum of conscious awareness. So uh, it's, but it's a good question. But it's, you'll know it when it happens to you is the best way I could probably get it. Well, William, let me ask you this, though. You said uh, you've been able to have conversations with your deceased mother and uncle. Now, are these actual conversations with their uh, their consciousness, or is this more of going back and being able to talk to them or some sort of a time shift? No, I, it's not a time shift at all. I, that's what's so dramatic about it. Uh, I found out in my experiences over decades that when people die, they, uh, or what we call death, of course, there is no real death, but when they shift into this energy body that we call death, they, their new energy body or how they perceive it as new is, is younger. It's, it's a generally people that are dead typically will have almost an ideal, idealized version of their body. So when I met my mother, for instance, she was a 25-year-old, beautiful young woman. And it's kind of difficult to explain, but the vibe, you know that it's who it is. Because remember, there's no speech. You communicate, when you're out of body, you communicate by thought. There's no air, there's no vocal cords, none of that stuff is needed. So it's a different kind of communication, which is actually more universal. So it's, I was talking about face-to-face, I was speaking to her just as she was existing in her current reality. And I write about this in one of my books. About go, I will go into detail about this kind of visit, which, by the way, is not uncommon for people that take this seriously and begin to explore uh, out-of-body experiences. Once you get adapted to the potential of it, you can actually ask to experience a loved one. And as long as both of the individuals are in sync and they're available, it will happen. We've got about uh, 30 seconds here before we have to go to break. Let's take those few minutes, um, let people know where they can get a hold of the books. And I also, because you've got four of them, which is the best of the four books for them to start with? Uh, Adventures Beyond the Body is a how-to. It's based the subtitles How to Experience Out-of-Body Travel. So it's, it's 300 pages of how-to details. It's 25 techniques, how to control it, how to maintain it. it was, uh, it's, it's in 10 languages. It's the number one selling book on how to have an out-of-body experience in the world has been for over 20 years. Well, that's great. And they can find that at astralinfo.org. Oh, God, J.P. Johnson wearing those glasses again. <laughs> well, you know, I've, like I said, I'm feeling very festive, and I'm feeling even more festive because tomorrow night we're going to be talking with Jeff Belanger about yes. holiday folklore, including Krampus, and some of these other very, very bizarre and actually very disturbing legends and myths <laughs> that relate to the holiday season. I can't look at you. Um, <laughs> are you going to wear those, uh, those Christmas trees? glasses through the whole show tomorrow do you think i should i, well, I think you should yeah. will you be able to look at me if i do that well i don't i try not to look at you anyway <laughs> okay. to be honest well, all right, in, in all enough. honesty but uh 
it is what it is. But we do have Jeff Belanger joining us tomorrow night to uh, have that discussion. It's become a bit of an, uh, a tradition, a holiday tradition for us here on Beyond Reality Radio. Um, we do have some schedule changes going on for uh, Wednesday night's program. The guest had to reschedule, so uh, Slick is working on that. But then Thursday, we've got Deborah Hausman joining us. Yes, and Deborah is a, a psychic medium. We'll be discussing her gift as a psychic medium and a messenger to uh, spirits. So that should be a great show. Make sure you tune in. If you haven't yet, head over to facebook.com slash beyondrealityradio. Like the Facebook page for us. Then head to beyondrealityradio.com. Find all the stations we are on across the country from the West Coast to the East Coast. And and, uh, you can also download the smartphone apps, which allow you to listen live, catch the show all on the go. Or any night we're live, feel free to just click the Listen Live button or the Listen Live and Chat button right on the website. And you can listen right there while just hanging out online. I just have to tell you, I, I got this new iPhone because my other one, I, I think I remember talking about it before I left for Florida, started to uh, not work properly. Um, so I decided to upgrade to a new phone. And it has that facial recognition. Yep. It will not recognize me with these glasses on. Just so you know. I don't recognize you with these glasses on. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it works. Um, tonight we're talking with um, William Bullman about his uh, research and his books related to out-of-body experiences. We're also taking your phone calls at 844-687-7669. Um, William has written four books about the subject. His most recent is called Higher self now, um, William, as we talk about out-of-body experiences and we talk about the afterlife, what is the connection between the two? Well, the, the main connection for many people is that it gives out-of-body experiences when you have one, you're entering into non-physical reality. And it's essentially the same reality that people go to when they die. There's, of course, many dimensions but we have the ability, once you begin to control your out-of-body experiences, you begin to navigate these thought-responsive realities, and you can actually communicate and uh, with loved ones that are past or obtain, let's just say, there's no limits, per se. All the, the old limits are gone. I mean, it's, it's beyond our concepts to really convey how exciting this can be because all there's the opportunities that become available to obtain self-knowledge is absolutely stunning. You know, the average person has no idea where they come from before they were born. They don't know where they're going when they die and they don't know their purpose for being here or what they are. Think about, I mean, it's kind of shocking when you really think about it, people take it for granted, but the, the answers are available if you begin to explore deeper into the nature of reality and out-of-body experiences give you that ability once you begin to control them. What's there, there, was there an illness involved? And I don't want to get too personal here, so I don't know how you, you know, how you want to answer the question, but did part of this relate to an illness? No, no, that was later on. Um, I've been having out-of-body experiences for 45 years. And in 2011, I did come down with an illness, uh, but it was unrelated in any way to but, but my out-of-body experience. Did it, not, did it not lead you to write one of the books? Yes, um, Higher Self Now and Adventure. I actually wrote Adventures in the Afterlife, which was my third book, while I was recuperating from stage four cancer. So... Um, 
so that's how that ended up. It actually shifted my that experience in 2011 shifted me from being only focused on out-of-body experiences into now I've, in the last eight years or about seven years, I'm delving much more deeply into afterlife and what what does non-physical realities look like? How do they function? What happens when we die? Where do we go? How does it work? In other words, that's why I've written two books about the afterlife from a, a first-person viewpoint. As you got more and more um, skilled in the ability to uh, have controlled out-of-body experiences, were you able to direct the outcomes? Were you able to direct direct your experiences? Could you, for example, say, I want to have an out-of-body experience that takes me to this dimension or to this planet or to this uh, country, as Jason said? Can you be that specific with this? It's it's not that simple. Um, yes, you can to a degree, but it's, it gets a little complicated because when you have an out-of-body experience, you're operating from a different and from a different perspective. And a lot of times, what your initial plan was, uh, other things come up that are seem more important. But yes, to answer your question, to a degree, you can. Uh, to a certain degree, yes. But it's, it's, again, when you haven't, at least for me, I have no interest in, you lose interest in the physical world, for lack of a better, you, there's so many things, there's so many things for us to explore. For instance, you begin spontaneously, what happened to me over a period of, I'd say, 15 years, I began to spontaneously experience past lives. And I didn't even believe in past lives. But I'd have an out-of-body experience, and the next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm a German soldier riding in a tank. And I had no knowledge, I had no belief system at all about this stuff. In other words, a higher aspect of us takes us to an energy situation to, to give us more knowledge of ourselves. Okay, so and it's a difficult thing to explain because... We're opening up ourselves to our, our true nature and our, our, our vast store of experiences that we've had over maybe a period of five, ten, twenty thousand years. So things just happen spontaneously, but I think they're driven by our higher self that well, to give us insight into ourselves. Well, let me ask you this, William. Though, when you do an out of body, uh, when you when you're actually leaving your body. Does that open you up to the uh, chance of something actually entering your body while your consciousness is gone? No, I, I have never seen, in 45 years. I know there's a lot of fear-based beliefs out there, mostly based on uh, 2,000 years of indoctrination by uh, Christianity and other religions. I have not seen or personally experienced anything like that. We are hardwired somehow to our own energy body. Our energy bodies are linked to our physical body. Call it the silver cord. Call it whatever you want to call it. But we are hardwired to our own body. What I have found is that we are incredibly safe as long as you're self-empowered. That's why I, I write a lot about, and I do a lot of talks 
about self-empowerment. Because we have to remember, when you leave your body, you're entering into a thought-responsive realm. And we, we end up receiving the manifestation of our own thoughts. And people don't want to take responsibility for their own thoughts. So you have to become an adult real fast. Uh, this is not for the, the childish person that is going to spew out. In other words, if you believe in demons and you have an out-of-body experience, you may experience all kinds of hellish crap. But what has created that but you? The, the universe is like a, a magnificent mirror in a way, I found. And the universe is incredibly thought-responsive once you leave your body. And you will experience, if you're projecting positivity, you'll only experience positivity. Generally, if you project fear-based beliefs, which unfortunately dominate our media and the belief systems of religions, then you're going to play, you're going to have a hell of a time. You follow me? Uh, And this is important to get across because everybody's talking, you know, for 2,000 years we've been inundated with demons and hell and Satan and all this baloney. But it's self-created, I have found. And But I swear it seems just as real to the individual. You can't, nobody's people out there are going to say, oh, Buhlman's full of it. I experienced something that was nasty, and it's real. It's absolutely real because your thoughts take form. If you believe in aliens, you could, you'll, you'll, you'll see aliens. It doesn't matter what the form is. All form is a vehicle of consciousness. It's being molded. Non-physical reality functions in a whole different realm of, of, of reality principles. And form is always a vehicle of consciousness and thought. And, but yet everybody assumes that form is the, the source of reality or the, the core of it. It's not. Just like our bodies are not us. Our bodies are just temporary vehicles of our consciousness. So when you leave your body and you think a negative thought, you can easily manifest a negative image. And this has been, of course, the source of all these, let's just say, uh, evil things that people have written about and say they experience over the course of thousands of years. Nobody wants to take, it's difficult to take responsibility for your own thoughts. The Buddhists have been saying this for 1,600 years. We need to take responsibility for our own thoughts because we will end up being the receiving end of whatever we project out there into the, let's call it the ethers, the non-physical world. We're talking with William Gilman about his book, um, Higher Self Now, exclamation point, which is, just drives the point home. And we're going to continue the conversation on the other side of the break. We're going to go right to the phone lines here. We've got uh, Ron from Indiana who's got a question. Hey, Ron, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Jason JV. Um, I am a huge fan. Jason, I've been watching you for years. Uh, I'm thrilled with the things that you guys do. Um, but to my question... I'm a 55-year-old man. I've never had an out-of-body experience that I'm aware of. Um, I'm just kind of curious, how, does, how do you get started? I mean, how do, you, how do you develop the ability to get out of your body? 
Well, you have to learn uh, some simple, basic techniques. Um, for instance, uh, for I started with a simple technique called the target technique, where as I fall asleep, I would visualize at this time I was in a dorm room, and I would visualize my mother's front door, and then I picked three targets in the house. Uh, these were things that I had made my mother as a as a you know as a young boy, and my mother had them around the house. Like so picked, there one was a picture. Anyway, the, what I did is, I, as you're falling asleep, you just focus your complete attention and visualize yourself walking to the front door, walking through these three objects, touching them, become totally absorbed. In other words, you're focusing your attention away from your body as your body is drifting off to sleep. And that is, it's, and you do it, and you do it repeatedly, because our consciousness goes where we direct. In other words, people don't think about it, but everything that you do is preceded by a thought. You think of going to the mall, you go to the mall. Same applies here. But your body's inactive, it's asleep. So your consciousness has a tendency with repeated practice it will initiate the separation response. And, it, and for millions of people, it initiates a potential out-of-body experience. Now, that's, it's called the target technique. That's one approach. I write about, in my first book, Adventures Beyond the Body, I write about 25 different uh, approaches. There's different kinds of techniques that that are geared towards certain abilities. Some people are good at visualizing, for instance. The target technique can be good for that. But for those that can't visualize well, they may want to do a motion technique. In other words, you have to learn a little bit about the how-to aspects of this. And by the way, you don't have to even buy a book. I have it on my website for free. I'm not, you know, I, it's really not about selling books. It's about getting this, this knowledge out to people. Just go to my website. I have included my entire technique chapter on my website, astralinfo.org, and you could learn all the basics you need right from the website. And I have keys to control, troubleshooting guides. Basically, all the basics you need is uh, free on my website. Thanks for the call and the great question, Ron. Yes, great. thank you, and thanks for the support as well, William. When it when we talk about the ability to uh, control these out of body experiences, could this also be used for any form of what we might consider to be time travel? Yes, uh, time travel does appear to occur spontaneously uh, for many people during their out of body experiences, for lack of a better word. In other words, you experience different, when I say time travel, I'm not saying that you're experiencing time travel of other people, but people experience their own past. It's quite commonly experienced and often spontaneous. Um, uh, I think, I tried to track mine, but over a period of 40 years, I've probably experienced, I would say, over 30 lives that I've experienced, and this is repeated, so there's confirmation of it in many ways. Uh, and it's spontaneous. Suddenly you'll find yourself, and I, I write about this, uh, you find yourself, 
like for instance, as a warrior, as a medieval warrior, um, as a, uh, it could be anything, male and female, and it's recurring. And I think what this is, in other words, people are experiencing their own, if you want to call it their own past, then that's the case. Most, that's, that's the way it manifests for the vast majority of people. It's not like you're, you're, you're time traveling and you're controlling and you're observing other people necessarily. That is a different situation. But what generally people do, they experience the lineage of their own um, existence on Earth. So obviously you're a proponent of this, um, and you teach people how to do it. What is yeah. the benefit of doing it? What, when, when somebody does this, particularly on a regular basis, how does it enrich their lives? Self-knowledge. I mean, it's knowledge of self is the biggest thing needed on this planet today. If people had knowledge of self, there'd be no wars, there'd be no poverty. All the silly stuff that's happening on dramas that are happening. Once you realize what you are and that you're immortal and you're a non-physical being temporarily visiting this dense rock we call Earth, and it's, it's, a, it's a tiny fraction of reality, you get a much greater perception of reality. It's my, it, it, you're, all the old paradigms just are blasted away, and you suddenly perceive yourself as a multidimensional, immortal being that is on this long journey through time and space, you could call it. It's a multidimensional journey. I write about this extensively. And not only where we're going, but what's, you know, there's other, this isn't it. People think it's life, and we're playing a two-dimensional game. In other words, people think you're playing two-dimensional chess when they're actually playing multidimensional chess. People are only aware of what they call life and death. But there's, there's countless dimensions that people live in, and, they, and there's, there's civilizations that are prospering far greater, far more advanced than anything we can um, conceive of in non, these non-physical realities. And it's, um, it's beyond our conception how vast and huge it is. But unfortunately, people are fixated on density of matter, and they only see the physical world is like one-tenth of one percent of reality. And, I, it's, and I'm, it's, once you leave your body, it opens you up to that other, the vast majority of the other dimensional spaces. It's, and it, it opens your mind to the potential of what we are and how exciting it is. And it, if you start to see your true self for what you really are, not what you've been told. You know, we've been lied to from birth. We've been told we're a biological being. We've been programmed to believe we're a gender. We've been programmed to believe a lot of religious nonsense. It's all program. It's all lies. And one of the first things I learned in probably the first six months of my out-of-body experiences, that everything I had learned throughout my entire life was flawed or false. I mean, even the thing that we think humanity, that, that the civilization is based on this idea that we're biological human. Well, I found, you find out real quickly, we are not biological 
humans. We're non-physical resonance that can take on any form, any shape that we focus upon. Consciousness has no DNA. Consciousness has no inherent form. It can take on the form it needs to grow, to learn, to evolve, and experience within each dimensional space it experiences. That's the journey we're really on. We're on this multidimensional journey to learn and grow and to wake up to our true self, which is awesome, beyond words. But most people are so fixated on their this meatbag body that they don't go beyond it. They don't look beyond it. So they never get a glimpse of the greater reality that's all around them. William, let me ask you this. Are there any, any at all, any risks to having an out-of-body experience? We're immortal. How can we... But I like to address this now that you bring it up. If you... I don't recommend out-of-body experiences to people that are fear-based because they're going to run into their own manifestation of their own fears. It's that simple. You have to be, you have to start to get a sense of what you truly are because, as I said earlier, you know, you reap what you sow energetically when you enter non-physical reality. It's not a play thing. Unfortunately, our society, our movies, TV shows are all about the fear-based stuff, all about the evil, evil stuff. That's the, the real issue is what you project, you receive. Same thing in the physical world. It's just a slow, this is a slowed-down molecular reality. Now, I'd like to clarify one. I am not saying there isn't nasty things that exist in lower-dimensional realities. Obviously, I think the thing is, if you have a positive, if your intention is to know yourself, to grow spiritually, let's call it, or at least to gain self-knowledge, if you have a positive attitude going in, you won't experience negative thought forms because you will go, you experience what resonates with you in non-physical reality. very important. We are not observers of reality in non-physical reality. We are participants. And that's very important. Very few people understand this. So they jump to conclusions and they label things as evil um, when they don't understand them. And this is very important. We have to take responsibility for our own thoughts. And the average person hat doesn't have that ability yet. They're not evolved enough. Many people are spewing out negative thoughts constantly. Imagine that person entering a thought-responsive reality where it's like a mirror. That's what it's like. They are going to play. It's going to play hell with them. Same thing with near-death experiences. There's books out there with near-death experiences where people experience. They call it hell. You know why? Because they were projecting. They're projecting back on them what they were putting out in thought or in belief systems. It's very, it's, we have to be very discerning what we allow in our state of consciousness because it, is a, it becomes a part of us. Be very, very discerning what you believe because it 
it's it's it will bite you in the butt in a non-physical reality if it's a negative thought form. That's why I'm have the well. That's why I'm feeling that many of these fear-based beliefs. Remember, there's a buck to be made. Hollywood is a billion-dollar industry based on fear. It's an industry. How many how many positive uh, movies do you see? Yeah. Same for the news. There's no there's no money to be made with the positive. It's all fear-based negative drama, because that's where the bucks are made, and that's how people are manipulated. So we have to rise above that. William, we're going to run out of time here. I wanted to ask about your wife, Susan. She helped you write this most recent book, Higher Self Now. Um, and she has a pretty interesting perspective based on her experiences. Yes, my wife is a death doula. She uh, sits with people that are dying. She's a hot, she started out as a standard hospice worker and trainer. And she's um, a death, they call them death doulas. They assist people in the moment of transition. From the, in other words, it, and the same thing, by the way, that Buddhist lamas have done for over a thousand years, it's called the pawa, where you assist people in transition from the physical to the non-physical. There are ceremonies that are done to assist people to go to higher aspects in multidimensional reality within themselves. That's why the book is called Higher Self Now, because it's a mantra. At the moment of death, you focus your full attention in the highest dimensional reality within yourself that you feel capable of experiencing, whether it be source now, spiritual essence now, or higher self now. And that's what she does. She guides dying people to go to, let's just say, the highest aspect that they can, they're capable of experiencing in this lifetime. When you talk about, in this book, the continuing reality of our uh, soul's evolution, what is the ultimate point of that evolution? Is there an end to it all? Do, do we get to a higher point w in which we are at the end of this process? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think there is an end point because there's always, seems to be always more. Because... It, 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 the universe is expanding. Everything seems to, I mean, from the inner, inner to the outer. And there isn't, I don't, I don't think there is an end point per se at all. I think it's a continuing journey of self-evolution, of self-knowledge, of self-expansion. I mean, there's no limit to what's possible. I mean, it, it really is no limit. That's, that's why it's so exciting. But we have the ability to, you know, there's many different schools. The physical world is one school. There's potentially millions of different kinds of non-physical schools available. So people have endless choices of what they want to experience and what they want to uh, grow and how they want to, uh, let's just say, express themselves. So it's, you know, we're all in this exciting journey of immortality. And it's, that's what OBEs gives you that it opens you to that, 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 that giant opening of, Oh my God, I'm not my body. All this crap. I believe my entire life is 
flawed. I'm a non-physical resident in a non-physical universe. And I have the ability to explore other dimensions. Imagine that. Imagine if people realize, oh, my God, I can explore. I'm not limited to this single-dimensional space. This is, the, this is the true evolution of humanity we're talking about. Now, granted, it may take thousands and thousands of years. Who knows? But we're evolving into multi-dimensional, fully capable beings beyond the physical. That's what we're evolving into with unlimited capabilities. Well, and of course, that's what we all hope for. We hope that when we close our eyes, it's not, of course, just darkness. And uh, yeah, well, it's it's not. And that's that's another thing you can prove to yourself. You know, don't take my word for any of that. Tell your listeners, don't take my word for it. Experience yourself. That's the power of this. There's no beliefs attached to this. How does There's this, no dogma. William, how does this uh, uh, relate to, if it does at all, reincarnation? Is that part of what we experience? Yes, yes. It's, it's part of the evolution of consciousness. You can't learn it all in one short trip. We have about a minute left before we have to let you go. So let people know how they should start. I know that you offer guidance in the form of uh, courses, but you also have the books. Give people the ins and outs of how they need to begin this process with you. Well, the best thing is to visit astroinfo.org and just check out what's available. There's, I have, uh, like I said, there's how-tos in there. There's all kinds of information that will assist people to get them started. And then they can go from there. Uh, find the technique that resonates with you and then do it. But you have to, it, you know, the old saying it takes 21 days to create a habit. Same thing here. You have to, it's like meditation. It takes daily practice, and then things start to happen. Well, it's been a great conversation, very, very fascinating, and we appreciate your time tonight. Yeah, William, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us, and we look forward to having you on again at some point and talking about this even more. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you to William Buhlman for being with us tonight talking about out-of-body experiences. Check out his website, Astral info.org is where you can find out all the information about his books and his uh, courses and and uh, his experiences all right there and make sure you tune in tomorrow we've got our good friend jeff belanger on we're going to be discussing uh the krampus and other christmas folklore and that's always a great show and uh then also this week we've got deborah houseman uh psychic medium we'll be discussing her gift as a psychic medium and messenger to spirits if you haven't yet, head over to Facebook.com slash Beyond Reality Radio. Like the Facebook page for us. Then head to BeyondRealityRadio.com. You can find all the stations we are on across the country. You can also download the smartphone apps, uh, which allow you to listen live, catch past shows, join the online chat, and more. Or any night we're live, feel free just to click the Listen Live button and listen right from the website while uh, browsing the web. If you do download the show or subscribe to it at iTunes, just take two seconds of your time and rate it for us. It helps push it forward and makes it easier to find, and it really helps us out, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Make that our Christmas present. How about that, JV? Yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It, mine mine will be JV not to wear those glasses, <laughs> and yours is to actually rate the show. So, But that's going to pretty much do it for us tonight, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. You listen to Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll catch you all tomorrow.
Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.